0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I am your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it, as we always do. It's time for our Monday Morning Discipleship. Monday Morning Discipleship, as always, would like to come on on Monday, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday morning. Before we get back into our series, let me give you our announcement, as we always do. If you enjoy what we do here on the Purpose and Beyond podcast, we invite you to consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast. You can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Purpose and Beyond. Check out the different levels of sponsorship that we do offer, some as little as $5 per month. Again, we offer exclusive content and merchandise for our patrons. Uh, We do this as a labor of love and an extension of our ministry, but a little support will go a long ways in support of the hours of work that it takes to bring you podcasts and videos all throughout the week. So again, if you enjoy what we do here, you want to become a sponsor of this podcast, visit www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. Check out how you can do that. If you don't want to do the whole Patreon thing, but you still want to be of support to us, uh, you can just donate directly to the ministry by visiting www.krjministries.org forward slash donate. And you can give there all major credit cards and debit cards are accepted. Even there, you just give just as little as $5 per month in support of this ministry. We thank you, uh, those of you that are patrons, those of you uh, that also sold into the ministry uh, monthly. We definitely appreciate all that you do for the ministry. We do, not, we do not rather take it for granted. But as we like to tell you, however you choose to bless us, we will be satisfied. Let's get back into our series. Our mission is the commission. This is part three. Our mission is the commission, and I told you all on last week, we're going to go into Matthew chapter 10 on this week. Matter of fact, let me give you our scriptures uh, right off the bat, since I'm already there. Uh, This week, we're going to be looking at scripture in Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 through 6, verses 14 through 16 in that same chapter, and then Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8. So again, Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 through 6. Matthew chapter 10, verses 14 through 16, and then Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And so go look at those scriptures on today, and uh, what you'll see here is uh, two instances where Jesus uh, dispatches the disciples uh, in the, the 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 vein of spreading the gospel. Two instances, and you see there, and I'm going to make this distinction very quickly, and this ain't in the notes right here, but I'll make the distinction so you understand where we're going to be going today. There was one conversation that he has in Matthew 10 that we'll look at today after he chose his disciples and he sent them out. And that was pre-crucifixion, obviously pre-resurrection. The second instance we're going to look at was what he told them after the resurrection. And I'm going to explain to you why that's so important, uh, not just in the context of the Great Commission, but also in the context of some of the things that the church is facing these days in the way of uh competing religions. I also want to, you know, almost want to say it's a cult and, and I'm not going to name it uh because we don't, we don't get into that here on the podcast and I'm not trying to give any power to anything, but the churches is combating some false teaching and the Bible said we were going to get here anyway. So if you know your Bible, you know that eventually we we're going to be in a place where there was going to be some false teaching going on. But in the context of what we're talking about right now, about our mission being the commission, um, there are phases to this, and we've been trying to explain this to you all uh, for the first couple of weeks of this new series. There, there are levels to this, uh, there are phases to this, uh, this this commission business. And, uh, and so we're going to look at that on today uh, in scripture. And so very quickly, we're not going to waste a lot of time. I want to make sure I get out on time on today and do the best that we can. Let's start off with scripture, and and we're going to get right to scripture on today uh, so we can get into our notes uh, I have a sense that this is going to be a little passionate for me as we as we go through. And so uh, that's why we're going to kind of hurry on and get to some of the stuff so I can try to get us within that 30 minute window. Um, so let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verses five and six. Let's start there. Matthew chapter 10, verse five and six. Uh, and we're going to share that from the New Living Translation as we always do. Again, Matthew chapter 10, verses five and six. What does the Bible say here? In verse five, it says, Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions, don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. So right there, Jesus says, don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Now, again, this is the source of, and I say this y'all because I saw a video one time of, of uh, uh, a brother that was involved in one of what I feel is a cult. And uh, he was using this text and he was misinterpreting the text, but I'm not going to get into what he said. I'm going to share what, what what I have done through study and, and, and tell you what I believe the word of God is saying here. And so again, now the, the text starts off by saying, Jesus sent out the 12. Now, if you read Matthew chapter 10 and you start off at verse one, you'll see Jesus uh, you'll see the Bible naming those 12 naming the disciples and Jesus had the disciples and then he sent them out and he starts off and the Bible says, he says, don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, uh, but only to the people of, uh, uh, only to the house, of the people of Israel, rather God's lost sheep. So the first note that I have here is remember, now I want to make sure that I get this clear. Cause I made sure this is the first note because I preached a sermon about this before. So the first note that I have here, remember the word of God, It's for the people of God. Now, again, I preached a sermon, uh, I think last year, entitled The Word of God for the People of God. And one of the things that I was trying to stress to the congregation was that this Bible is our Bible. The Christian has to understand that this is our Bible. And I want to make sure that we understand this because we often try to put our Bible on people who don't acknowledge our Bible, people who are not Christian. Y'all heard me say this on the podcast. Um, We're often trying to throw our Bible at people that don't believe as we do. One of the things that we're dealing with right now uh, in this nation, and I'm not gonna get political uh, on this today. Um, You know, we used to say that for Wisdom Wednesday, I gotta get back into the habit of doing Wisdom Wednesday. But um, one of the problems that we have in this nation today is that we're still trying to push our Bible on this country. And people will say things like, oh, this country was found on Christian values. Now, I don't have time to get into uh, some of the hypocrisy that goes with that. Um, but the reality is we have many different faiths now in this country. There are many different systems of belief now in this country. Um, even that group that I'm referring to as a cult, they have a, a set of beliefs. So we can no longer say this is a Christian nation and y'all gonna do what the Bible say. Because what do we do as a nation about the people who do not agree with our Bible, who do not believe our Bible? But let me circle back because I don't want this to get political. We have to remember that the word of God is designed to govern God's people. So, so again, we, we can't put this on everybody else. So Jesus says, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, take this gospel right? He goes on in verse seven, by the way, we don't have time to dig into uh, the the deeper uh, meaning of verse seven, but he told him, he says, announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Basically, let them know that I have come. Let them know that the savior has come. But he says, start with the people that are called. Now, again, this is pre-crucifixion. Start with the people that God has chosen as his people to start off, right? We got to understand this. As I talk about here, remember the word of God is for the people of God. Again, this is for the church. The Bible is for the church first. I want to make sure y'all get that in your spirit. The Bible is for the church first. Does the Bible have something to say about the world? Absolutely. Does the Bible have to say have something to say about everybody? Absolutely. But it governs us before it governs anybody else. Next note here. Watch this, y'all. We're worshiping with lost sheep weekly. We're worshiping weekly with lost sheep. So when Jesus says, go to the people of Israel. And so I'm bringing it to you right now. When God says, start at the church. I think we talked about that last week. We talked about the fact that discipleship and disciple making, it starts at the church level. When God says, start at home, we're going to get to that today as well. Start in the church, start, start with the people that I have chosen. Start with the people that I have a covenant with. God says, start there. We're worshiping weekly with lost sheep. Every single week, y'all, we got people that are coming to church and they're still lost. They're members. They're actually serving in ministries. Some of them have been uh, connected with the church for a very long time. But as you all have heard me talk about, everybody at the church ain't saved. And surely everybody at the church ain't disciple. There's some people, if you get into the deepest recesses of their mind, you'll find out they're not following Jesus. They're just coming to church. And they come into church because they feel like that's enough. They're not coming to Bible class. They're not submitting to the word of God. And so when the Bible talks about lost sheep of the house of Israel, we're worshiping weekly with people who are still lost. And I want you all to understand that part of the reason that Pastor Jackson is on this discipleship crusade, the way that I've been for the last six, seven years, is because I looked up one day, and that's where the title of that book came from. Are we still making disciples? I looked up one day and I said, I don't know that we're still making disciples at the church level. The churches are growing. We're building bigger churches. We're getting membership that's, 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 that's out of this world, but we're swelling. We're not growing. And there's a difference between swelling and growth. Growth is is natural. Swelling is unnatural, uh, uh, unnatural rather. Y'all forgive me, I almost made up a word there. Uh, 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 Growth is natural and swelling is unnatural. Growth is what we do in our physical bodies, but then uh, uh, swelling uh, suggests that something is not right. And it needs to be taken care of. And so we're getting people in the church. We're getting people in the building. But are we getting them discipled? Are we talking to these people and making sure they understand you better be sure that you're not still lost while you're coming up in this church? And so when Jesus says start with the people that God has made a covenant with. I'm saying to you, we have to start in the church when we start talking about discipleship. Stop going out into the world and starting to get these people discipled when people we're worshiping with aren't discipled. This is why it's rough sometimes. Let me say this very quickly before I move on to the next note. This is why it's rough sometimes when we invite people back to the church and they get there and they see some of our conduct and our behavior, Not, not catch us out in the street, by the way. They see what we're doing at the church. They hear some of the things we say while we're in church. And we haven't gotten the house in order and we've invited people over. Oh, thank you. Holy spirit. Listen, you shouldn't invite nobody to your house when your house ain't in order. If you know somebody coming, you need to clean up. Right. Right. Too many times we're not cleaning up we're just hiding stuff. I can go on and on with that analogy. Let me move on here. (laughs) Next note here. We can't show the way if we don't know the way. So let's start with the house of Israel. Let's start at church. Let's go get those people first. Let's get our house in order, church, before you can be dispatched out into the world. Now, we see in the text here that Jesus dispatches them, but he tells them to go to our people. Now, I want to make sure something is clear here when we talk about Jesus sending them to the house of Israel first. He's not forbidding them to talk to anybody along the way. If you run into some Gentiles, who really Gentiles, by the way, are people who are just not Jewish. If you run into any Gentiles, if you run into any Samaritans along the way, you can go ahead and share the gospel with them if, they, if they're ready to receive it. But he says, these are the people I want you to be looking for. These are the people. Now, now, some might say, oh, pastor, I don't know if that's correct. I don't know if that's correct. Well, I'm reminded of Jesus talking to that woman at the well who was a Samaritan woman. And he offered her living water. So along the way, you might encounter some people while you're trying to make sure the church is all right. Along the way, as I'm sharing this book, Are We Still Making Disciples? Um, Which, again, I'm not saying this out of arrogance, but I'm saying this as as feedback that I've I've gotten from pastors over the last seven years since that book has been out. Uh, This book belongs in every church. It belongs. And listen, pastors said to me, this book belongs in the church. This ain't a book that we should take out into the world. This book belongs in the church, right? So we can't show the way if we don't know the way though. If we haven't been taught, if we aren't well versed. So we got to go and get the people who are supposed to know people in the church, the covenant people, gather those people up and say, come on, come on. We're going to get discipled today. If you ain't, if you ain't say, if you ain't saved, we're going to get saved today. So let's make sure that we do that. Let's go to the next uh, scripture on today. I pray this all making sense to you all. Let's look at uh, the book of Acts, a famous Bible verse in the book of Acts. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight. And we're going to deal with this business about starting with the church, starting at the house of Israel. Acts chapter one, verse eight, New Living Translation. The Bible says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, in both these instances in your Bible, Jesus is speaking. Now, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples before he ascends to the father. And this is. You can connect with the Great Commission. When we start off here, Matthew 28, 19, go you, therefore, right? And then you connect it with Acts 1 and 8. You will be my witnesses, right? Jesus said, you ain't supposed to be telling everybody about you. You ain't supposed to be telling about your pastor. You ain't supposed to be, y'all, y'all forgive me on today. You, when Jesus says, be my witnesses, he didn't tell you to go out and tell people how wonderful your pastor is. Go out and tell people how wonderful your church is. Go out and tell people how wonderful a time that you have at church on Sunday morning. Jesus says, I want you to be my witnesses. I want you to tell people about me. And I want you to spread it all around. Now, this is critical, y'all. This next note here. It starts with us, but it's not just for us. So, again, I'm combating some things right now. When Jesus says, go to the house of Israel, I told you all, this is a pre-crucifixion conversation. This is a pre-resurrection conversation he was having with the disciples. But in Acts 1 and 8, this is a post-resurrection conversation. Now that the work of Calvary is done, we have to go beyond just the house of Israel. Now we have to go with everybody. I'm going to put this across the bottom of the screen for those of you that are watching the video again. And in Romans chapter one, verse 16, Romans chapter one, verse 16, the apostle Paul says this famously, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everybody who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. Again, I'm combating some things today because Jesus starts pre-crucifixion, pre-resurrection saying, start at the church level, start at the house of Israel, don't deal with the Gentiles. But it seems like he was saying, don't deal with them yet. But now in Romans chapter one, verse 16, the apostle Paul says, now I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says, is the power of God at work to save everybody, the Jew first, the church first, and then everybody else that wants to be saved. That's where the apostle Paul goes with this after Jesus says what he says. Now, just in case we we, we think the apostle Paul is out of order. In Acts chapter nine, verse 15, uh, Jesus says this to him. He says it's about Saul before he changed his name. He said, he's going to be my instrument to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus is still giving out orders after the great commission. He says, here's how we're going to get it done. In 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 uh, in in the pre-resurrection, I'm going to send y'all to the house of Israel. Post-resurrection, I give the great commission. I said, "Baptize all nations." Right? Acts one and eight, he says, "I want you to go and take it out into the world." And then he says, "I'm going to use the apostle Paul to take it to the Gentiles as well." This is what the Bible tells us. This is why we need Bible study. This is what. The Bible tells us, so again, it starts with us, but it's not just for us. Next note here, y'all, the gospel is meant to be shared, not hoarded. This great commission is to be shared, not hoarded. Again, what, what, what can I argue with you that Jesus was doing when he told the disciples, go to the house of Israel before? I can argue that he's trying to make more, more disciples so that he can have more agents of Christ. So that he can have more people to go out because it's going to be a lot of work that has to be done post resurrection. Because it's one thing when it's just for us. It's another thing when it's for everybody. Right. So if we go back to Acts chapter one, verse eight, as we had already uh, looked at, Jesus said something here. Right. So, again, the gospel is meant to be shared, not hoarded. He says this to them again. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem. Start at home, start at home. Throughout Judea, now we're going outside of home in the region of Judea surrounding the home. So don't just start at your house. Now you start, would rather when you start at your house, now you got to spread throughout your neighborhood, surrounding areas. Then Samaria, I need you to go out a little bit further because now it's for everybody and to the ends of the earth. Now it's for everybody. Now this commission is is calling us to take this gospel out to everybody. When when, when the Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world, that means everybody, y'all. And let me say this before we move on to our last set of notes. Movements usually start about one group of people movements are usually about one group of people and then it spreads. Now, some movements are just about a specific group of people, but, but any type of global movement, it starts with a group of people and then it spreads and then it spreads. Right. And so we have to make sure that we're not trying to hoard the gospel. Let me go back to that and deal with that. Uh, before we get to the last, uh, 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 section on today, when I say the gospel is to be shared, not hoarded. Um, We have to stop pretending that, again, that we're going to keep this word just for us. Now, we understand that we have to make some commentary every now and then about the world and the world simply meaning people who are not saved, people who are not a part of the body of Christ. We have to make some sort of commentary about the world. But I want y'all to understand something that we have to stop being so high and holy that we don't make them feel welcome. I'm going to talk about that in just a second here. Because Jesus says, while you all are the people of God, the word of God for the people of God, while you are all my people, I still want everybody. Now, he's not going to get everybody. But he says, I want everybody. I want them people that you're looking down on. I want them people that you keep calling heathens. I want them people that you act like you are too good to speak to because you're so high and holy and you're so pious. He said, I want them people too. And I want them all to come to the church. I want them all to come to the house because I want them all to be saved. It is God's desire that everybody be saved. Last scripture here. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verses 14 through 16. Again, New Living Translation, Matthew 10, verses 14 through 16. Um, How does the Bible read? It says, if any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, Shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. Verse 16, he says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. So let me give you a couple of notes on that and then we'll get out of here on today. Jesus says here, If any household or town refused to listen to your message, he says, shake the dust off your feet as you leave. I'm often telling people that God has not called us to argue with people about being saved. God has not called us to browbeat people, to yell at people, to tell them they're going to hell. Even though the Bible says it'd be better for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah The Bible ain't called us to do any of those things. It's right here in your Bible. Jesus said, if they don't hear you, shake the dust off your feet as you leave. As you're walking away, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Go on about your business. As you leave, he didn't say stay there and argue with them until they hear you. He didn't say get speakers and a microphone to stand on the street corner and scream at them and tell them how they're going to hell. He never, that's not in your Bible. It's not in your Bible. Matter of fact, it's almost Phariseeic behavior. Check this note here. Not everyone is coming to church with you. That's what we got to understand. Jesus is preparing them, right? As they're going out, as he sends them out, he's letting them know somebody ain't going to feel it, somebody ain't coming back with you. You ain't got to stand there and fight with them. As you leave, shake the dust off your feet. Everybody is not coming to church with you. The Bible speaks about a great falling away, y'all. Do y'all know, I, I'm not going to get too deep into this. Maybe I'll save it for a Wisdom Wednesday, all these Wisdom Wednesdays I keep promising y'all. Um, do y'all know that that, that that Christianity is very unpopular these days? People don't want to talk about being Christians anymore. Even sometimes in the church, Christianity ain't popular, y'all. Not the Christianity of the Bible. People are into all types of stuff now. And I'm constantly trying to share with our church family, y'all be careful about all the stuff you're picking up out in the world. Because if it don't line up with your Bible, you need to go ahead and put it back down. This is how the devil gets us. He makes us think that that everything is, is, is the gospel. And he starts separating us from the gospel by telling us things are spiritual. Well, the, the, there's demonic things that are spiritual. So so we got to be careful. But, but, but let me get back here. Not everyone is coming to church with you. And Jesus expresses this right here when he says this to them. He says, listen, people ain't going to receive it all. I'm telling you how to respond when they don't receive it. Next note here. We need to feel people out before we try to force feed them. Talk to people. I'm not telling you that you got to be scared of people. Talk to people about where they are. Before you start shoving Bible verses down their throat, talk to people and find out where they are. Talk to them, find out who they are. Matter of fact, talk to them and find out if they've had some bad experiences with the church. Because listen, I know I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I've had plenty of bad experiences with the church. And listen, I've had to to leave, I shouldn't say places. I have had to leave a place before, but I never left God. I never left God. So we got to make sure that we're feeling people out. You don't have to hit people over the head with your Bible. Just live it. Just live it. Pretty soon they'll come and talk to you. Pretty soon they'll ask you about it. I'm not saying you can't invite people to church. I'm not saying that either. But if they don't want to come, don't don't you be be riding them people. Because Jesus says if they don't hear you. He said, leave them alone. That's right here in your Bible. We just read that, right? Last note here, and then we're going to get out of here. Be wise, be cautious, and be harmless. So as we go out to share this gospel, we'll pick this up again on next week. Verse 16 of Matthew 10 says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. Jesus says, you're going out into dangerous territory. And understand this, as I said this to you all, uh, being a Christian nowadays sometimes can be dangerous. Um, we don't face the physical danger that people face back in the Bible days. And some people are still facing on parts of the world for sharing the gospel. But yes, you will be attacked verbally. You will be insulted. Uh, People will say all manner of, if if I can say it biblically, people will say all manner of evil things against you. Uh, um, So this, this ain't for the faint of heart. This is why I can say this very quickly. um, You know, we got to be careful how we go door to door these days. I think I mentioned this last week. We got to be careful. We can't do stuff like we used to do no more. I know people say, no, you got to be brave. It's like, no, no, times were different then. People will literally harm you for coming on their porch for, with something they don't believe, you know? And so we got to be careful. But the Bible says here, he says, "Uh, you got to be sheep among wolves. That means, now if you understand a sheep, the relationship between the sheep and a wolf, you understand that that's not, that's not in favor of the sheep, right? That's why the sheep needs a shepherd. <laughs> I'm trying not to preach it right now. That's why a sheep needs a shepherd because the, the, the relationship between the sheep and and a wolf is not a good one. And it is advantage wolf if you don't have a shepherd, right? So uh, last thing here, Jesus says this. He says, be as shrewd as snakes. Snakes are thought to be wise. It's thought to be shrewd. But he says, be as harmless or better word will be innocent as doves. So understand this, that we have to be wise while we're out here. We have to be cautious and we have to have to do those things right. But let's make sure, y'all, that in the name of the church and in the name of spreading the gospel that we're not doing harm to people. And I don't mean physical harm, I'm talking about spiritual, emotional harm because we roll up on them and tell them, You going to hell. That ain't what Jesus told us to do. We're supposed to compel them. We'll talk about that next week, on how we can compel people on our mission how we can do it in our living. We'll talk about that in in more detail on next week. But we need to make sure that we're doing this thing according to how Jesus told us to do it. And it's all in your Bible. When people are confused, how do we do it, Pastor? How do we do it? It's in your Bible. Again, as I said earlier, if you don't know the way, you can't show the way. That's why we need to get in the Bible classes. We need spaces like this so that we can educate our people and they'll understand how to carry out this great commission. Let's stop right here. That's all the time that we got. I pray that you all were blessed by what we shared on today. I'm a little bit over. I pray that you all forgive me as I have to ask you weekly. Um, Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you would like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, check us out at the ministries website, www.krjministries.org. Again, www.krjministries.org. Dot org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, like that book I keep mentioning, Are We Still Making Disciples? Go to the publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, www.krjpublishing.com. Dot com. Listen, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we encourage you. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast. That way you know when new episodes become available. And please, if you don't mind, if you're being blessed by the Purpose and Beyond podcast, share it on your social media timeline. Tell somebody, I'm being blessed by this podcast. I think you will be blessed by this podcast. Check it out and you won't be uh, sorry. So again, if you don't mind doing that, I would definitely appreciate it. If you're watching us on the video side, if you're watching on the Kelly R. Jackson Ministries YouTube channel, we encourage you to hit the subscribe button there as well. Become a subscriber to the YouTube channel. That way you know when new videos become available. We would love to have you do that. We would appreciate it if you did that. Hit that subscribe button. Again, share that on your social media timeline as well. Uh, Let somebody know, again, if you're being blessed by what we shared on the videos, you can see all of the graphics and the scriptures that we pull up on the screen. So we definitely encourage you uh, to do that as well. That fact, if you listen on the audio side, you never watch the videos. Uh, go to the Kelly R. Jackson Ministries YouTube channel and check us out there. If you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast, again, you can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. Check out the different levels of sponsorship that we offer there, some as low as five dollars per month. If you don't want to do the whole Patreon thing, you can sow directly into the ministry. Visit www.krjministries.org forward slash donate. You can donate donate directly to the ministry. Uh, Even if you do something like $5 there, all major credit cards and debit cards are accepted. We'll definitely appreciate you for doing so if you so inclined, and we would definitely, definitely appreciate that. I would be remiss if I'd invite you all to come to worship service with us each and every Sunday at For the Kingdom Christian Church, where I am the pastor. We stream our services every Sunday morning at 10, 15 a.m. on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook by searching For the Kingdom Christian Church or search FTK Church. You can also connect with us on YouTube by searching For the Kingdom Christian Church, Subscribe to our YouTube channel there. You can catch our streaming services there again every Sunday morning at 10, 15 a.m. We would definitely appreciate you being a part of our worship service. If you're in a Detroit area and you want to come by in person, check out that Facebook page. You can find out where you can come by in person and worship with us. We do have in-person worship. As we often say, we would love to see your face in the place. That's all the time that we have for our Monday morning discipleship. I pray that you all were blessed by what we had to share. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. As always, we'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.